Hey guys, and welcome back to Rachel Profiling. I hope y'all are doing really good this week. I have a very <laughs> unique episode for you today. I am joined by my best friend in the whole big fat world, Brant Swanson, and I'm so excited to have him talk to you today because he just has a lot of good input and he is, uh, I really like bringing these guests on because they have, these are all my closest friends, but at the same time, they live such different lives than me, so you get to see more people who are outside of the music world, because so far, we've just been talking to a lot of musicians, and some STEM, but anyways, I'll let Brant introduce himself a little bit. Hello, I'm Brant, <laughs> and that's all I have to say on the matter, um, but yeah, I, I go to UT, I'm a sophomore, almost a junior, um, yeah, I don't really know what else to say, but I'm chilling. He's cooling. I'm okay. cooling. I'll, I'll give you a little bio then. So, <laughs> uh, you're you're 20, right? I am 20. I'm 20. Uh, I grew up. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna give you my biography. Um, okay. you're, you're all right. Elevator pitch. Brad Swanson was born on February 2nd, 2000, in Clearwater, Florida. Uh, from this point forward, he would be known as. Brant Andrew Swanson, uh, a man, a, a man among boys. Um, and uh, I moved to Texas when I was about five years old. And I've been in uh, spring Texas ever since um, until, of course, I moved to Austin for college. Um, and now I own the city of Austin. So it's a pretty exciting time in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Doing great. Yeah. That's a pretty good, yeah. I'll, I want to brag about you a little bit. Um, oh, oh, okay. Rick's a big brain boy. He is <coughs> a comp sci major, at, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know if there's like a specific breed, genre, oh, category. But yeah. I'm a different breed. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a different culture. <laughs> but yes, uh, he goes to UT Austin. And he was also, we, we met because, let's talk, a little bit about give him a little bit of a rundown the origin story uh, the origin story so Brandon yeah. said because we were both in orchestra and then I just copied him ever since <laughs> I just started following footsteps uh Brandon's a big brain boy I've always looked up to him because uh, not only is he well a good person as you can already tell but he's always been super duper driven and a really hard worker and also just the most level-headed person I know uh, maybe that's because I'm always around fine arts people. No shame. Yeah. But, you know, we all kind of be acted a fool sometimes. Uh, but yeah. I don't know. Us CS kids, uh, I don't know if we uh, can really uh, bolster the reputation. But, yeah. So we were in orchestra together, but we were never in the class together. We became friends, I think, primarily because we both were in, op in office. Uh, we were officers in our orchestra program, which was a pretty, a pretty boofy big program because Texas is huge. I know that I have people who listen from everywhere from like schools are a lot smaller in the Northeast from what I've kind of grasped. So y'all have like classes of like a hundred people. Um, oh yeah. Had 4,000 kids, uh, around 4,000 kids and our classes each were about a thousand. And so our orchestra program in hand was about uh, 250 average, I'd say. And so we were just, you know, we were running it. We were doing yeah. it. Uh, Brant was social chair, and then I was social chair, and then he was president, and then I was president. And then we I ran just, it. We, we ran it. It's I a dynasty. I just copied everything you did. <laughs> the L dynasty. 
the old dynasty yes yeah yeah but we really met um I don't know why I remember it so vividly with certain friends I guess it's the ones who are really important to me I just remember exactly like I can pinpoint the moment I met you and I met TJ and that's it (laughs) Um, but we met on a boat (laughs) in Disney World that was like our first oh yeah 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 but I just remember we were talking about something stupid like you made a joke or something and in my head I was like yeah we're gonna be friends (laughs) (laughs) it was something it was the humor is it's on the same very uh same wavelength yes very much so so we're gonna talk about everything today from kind of the differences between going to a private um music school to going to a big state school we both live in cities but i know the differences between boston and austin are probably very b boston yeah probably very what is the word i'm looking for drastic i guess yeah i would say so but yes so but let's get into some juicy stuff first all right all right all right so I know you, you, you've been balling out there. You're living your best life. Are you seeing anyone right now? I'm not seeing anyone right now. Um, yeah, no, nobody, nobody wants Brant. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, yeah, kind of figuring things out as I go. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's been interesting, <laughs> to say the least. So, well, I actually have someone that I want you to meet who you've had a long time flirtationship with over Instagram. Really? So I, uh, more or less. <laughs> so I'm going to bring in my dear friend, Ava Lemos. This is, yeah. this is quite a crossover episode. I'll explain to you all. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> so let me give you a, little, a little explanation first. So obviously, as you know, Bray is my best friend from home, but Ava is one of my closest friends from when I went to a musical theater camp the summer of freshman year. And we only knew each other in person for about two weeks. Yeah. Uh, but we have stayed in touch ever since. And for a very long time, Ava has just taken <laughs> to Brant. So I thought, you know what? Now's the time. We're all together. We're Make it here. official. Make it a <laughs> uh, you might have seen if you're if you all run in the same circles, you might have seen the comments between I don't know. They're just <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh two very different circles, but you know what? That's what I do. I bring the world together. I'm I'm bringing world peace. Yes, Rachel, uniting yes. the people. So <laughs> wanna introduce yourself a little bit. Wait, what was so, that? <laughs> wants to introduce herself oh yeah yeah, yeah. My yeah bad, Brent, you're Brent, you're irrelevant like <laughs> i know i know, I know. um yeah so i'm ava um i'm currently a freshman at tulane uh i'm studying digital media production and theater as of right now subject to change because everything is fluid and nobody has any idea what they're doing at any point of their life so that's the tea Facts. um but yeah and uh rachel oh my god Rachel and I literally have not seen each other since in sophomore year of high school, or going into sophomore year of high school, and we're both going into our sophomore year of college now. Um, yeah, we were, I think we became friends because we were both kind of the babies of the program there, and oh, also because we sure. definitely were the most, hard to say because we were in a musical theater, theater program, <laughs> we were going in the means of trying to make friends. Yes, we were like, I also... I feel like we both kind of had that personality where it's like very like 
lively and outgoing, but like also kind of having like, I don't know, like at least for me, like I feel like I, I was both that like really like outgoing, kind of like stereotypically like theater kid, like annoying in a sense, but like also having like a worldview and like understanding things because you have like that kind of emotional intelligence. Like Rachel, Rachel is one of the most emotionally intelligent people that I know, to be yes. honest. That's, that's my hot take right there. But yeah, and so Rachel and I were just like fast friends and we just like, we'll FaceTime and we'll be like, oh yeah, this is what's happening in my life right now. And it's like, it's like nothing ever passed. I don't know. I think it's a, a lot too, because like we were talking about the other night, we end up running in the same circle since we are in the same mm-hmm. age group and we both were um, pining for like these big schools um, in the fine arts and whatnot. And mm-hmm. you and I, well, actually you lived in, you, you're from Florida. So yes, I'm from Miami. Because you go to Tulane, which is in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. New so, Orleans, Louisiana. Let's dive into that a little bit. Well, actually, I guess, well, we'll save that for a whole other episode where I want to talk to each of you individually because I feel like there's just so much to unpack. But Scamda, <laughs> Scamda, if you will. Uh, that's where Ava and I met. I think it's American Musical and Dramatic Arts. Yeah, something like that. American Musical Dramatic Academy, Arts. It was supposed to be like one of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Exactly. Of course, yeah. A little bit of everything. One of those, like, collegiate, uh, you know, like, before you go to college, like, summer camps and you get your freedom. Mm-hmm. But really, it was, like, what is it? What do we refer to it? It's ba- it was basically like we were being babysat and we just yeah. like, walk around New York City playing Pokemon Go and then, <laughs> like, like yeah. dance number and then we would all starve because the food was absolutely horrible. Oh, it was cost, like, so bad. It was like summer camp. It was literally like, it it, they labeled it as a summer conservatory, but it was summer camp. I mean, also, Rachel, you and I have both been to like actual like, conservatories, you know, yeah. at like these, you know, higher up, quote unquote, like institutions where you know you're actually treated like you're a pre-college student um and so that was just like summer camp that was like we're going to classes and we like have to wear like neon t-shirts whenever oh we go God, out so funny. <laughs> I can pull up pictures from those times that was definitely that was the darkest hour <laughs> see I went to a camp um I think summer of my eighth grade year it was one of the duke tip camps so it was like that but for nerds um, <laughs> and yeah it was pretty much the same experience yeah. yeah do you guys want to talk about how you know each other because I feel like I know my side of it how do we know each other <laughs> like we don't know each other no, no. Um, I, I commented on one of Brant's pictures, or one, no, I commented on one of Rachel's pictures on her, like, Finsta or something, and I was like, oh, Rachel, like, he's so cute, like, you're pulling, <laughs> um, and then Rachel responds, and she's like, oh, no, it's not, like, <sighs> like, we're just, like, best friends, and I was like, oh, okay, and so, um, this was at the point, <laughs> um, yeah, um, so this was at the point where Rachel and I were, like, friends, but we didn't really, like, talk regularly, um, and so I was kind of, like, looking for, like, a way to, like, talk to Rachel, and after that, like, funny interaction, I feel like whenever Rachel would post anything with, like, Brant in it, I would just, like, comment, and I would be like, oh my god, King Brant, like, oh, he's and then so hot. And see any white guy with brown hair, because she was <laughs> like this for you once. No, no, but he was, he was also wearing, like, a UT shirt. 
let the record reflect. The other, the guy that I mistook for Brant was wearing a UT shirt. And so it was an honest mistake. It's an e easy mistake to make. I'm, I'm very, yeah. I'm, I'm very generic. So I understand <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, I want to ask Brant, what was your, not, I'm not like thought process, but your like reaction. Because <laughs> I know you and I talked about it. Because this started yeah. how we together um like in person and yeah so I think one day it, you just brought up like your friend Ava commented on my photo or something of that sort you're just like this kind of whack or you're like oh I'm I thought it was really funny um yeah I didn't think it was whack at all um you know I, I like the enthusiasm so um <laughs> I appreciate the energy keep it going yes keep the energy yeah so yeah no it was really funny um provided some spice to my uh whatever year that was that was section. yeah to my comment section yeah all the little Klein girls jealous they're like that? all those little orchestra baddies they're wow. like gotta watch out for this miami girl now exactly <laughs> exactly mr worldwide yeah exactly <laughs> i am the... have you ever seen me and pitbull in the same room never and you never will i've never seen cardi b and reagan in the same room I don't think so. <laughs> there we go. I'm just if you haven't seen somebody in the same room as somebody else, you can't prove that they're not the same person. That's true. It's made. It's scientifically right. proven. Scientifically proven, they're tested. <laughs> Facts. I'm just spitting logic. Okay, let's dig into a little bit more of I guess like topics that don't just revolve around us. I feel like we all have very solid worldviews in a certain sense. I don't know if that's the right terminology, but we all go to such very different schools. Actually, I don't mm -hmm. know how vastly different Tulane and UTR, but I know that I'm very different from you. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about Tulane versus UT versus Berkeley. I kind of want to hear what y'all's experiences have been, especially Brent, you're a year older than us, so you've kind of yeah. been in it for a hot minute now. Oh, and yeah. Ava yeah. and I, we're still kind of acclimating and and all that good stuff so whichever one of you would like to start just talking about your college experience so far and your thoughts on going to a big school uh, I can start um, so for us it's really interesting because UT is huge but in the same instance it's kind of like it's very compact because we're in the city um, like you basically have downtown Austin and then right next to it is UT um, so it's really interesting to see how they've kind of like packed everything in uh so we'll have like the huge lecture halls and uh um all of that and i'm sure y'all have that as well but um and i'm y'all what was that how big are your class sizes so it ranges i think um i was in a smaller class for my algorithms but um it was still one of my basics for computer science i'm going into a lot of the smaller upper div classes next year um, but it can range anywhere from like my research class I'm in with maybe like 20 people and then I'm in intro to Rome with over like 200 people I want to say um, but yeah no you definitely have classes where there's uh, I think there's probably classes with over a thousand people in them uh, to be to be honest just because like some of the intro classes it's like all the freshmen take you know English or history or whatever um, and some people get out of it with AP credits and stuff like that, but some people <laughs> just have to use the filler and all that. So, um, 
Yeah. I've never it, been in a class larger than 60 personally at Tulane. Wow. Yeah. Really? I mean, I also came in with a lot of AP credits or yeah. like, so I never had to take like an intro to English class, but yeah. I think Tulane generally caps classes at like 120. Like, I don't think there's a single class at Tulane that you'll have that's like larger than 120, at least in my experience. So is Tulane yeah. also in kind of like a, a city, is it more of a density or more of like where everything is super compact and there are like high rises and whatnot? So New Orleans is really weird. <laughs> um, I feel like that's the best way to describe it because it's like, I feel like when people think of New Orleans, it's kind of like how they think of Miami, where like with Miami, they just think of Miami Beach when there's like a whole city surrounding it. Um, in New Orleans, people just think of the French Quarter when there's so much more surrounding it. Mardi Gras beads. That's true. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, don't even get me started. Mardi Gras, that's, that's a whole other topic, a whole other episode. I can, I can rant about Mardi Gras. I love Mardi Gras. It's like my favorite holiday, but it's also so crazy. Um, but yeah. So it's, it's kind of like, it's not removed from the city uh, because you're very much like in Uptown, which is like a very prominent neighborhood in New Orleans. Um, but like you aren't right in the quarter where like everybody's getting drunk, like all the tourists are getting drunk and like, you know, getting silly every like every night of every week, you know? Um, so it's removed from that, but it's still like, like, when you're talking about Mardi Gras and the parade routes, it's, I don't know, like a 30 minute um, trolley ride, but it's, it's like a 10 minute max Y'all have trolleys? Like, yeah. Oh, there's streetcars, streetcars. Like street, like, well, you know, Streetcar Named Desire, um, that play was written about like kind of New Orleans, like it was, it was inspired by New Orleans, like the streetcar in Streetcar Named Desire. That's, there's, yeah. So I've been it's like an actual thing. For a very long time, but I, I know what you mean. Because we have, does Austin have a form of public transit? Because we have um, the MBTA or what we call the T, so it's like our version of the subway. Mm-hmm. We have we have bus, and that's about it. <laughs> um, so bus. yeah, we don't really have anything. So Ava, public transit isn't good. Let the record yeah. reflect. It's not good. It's just there, and it's accessible, and it's good. cheap bonding moment I is what I've discovered for all of us to complain about public transit the tea, <laughs> how the tea is running late how I can't get to urban outfitters to go full some clothes on time yeah we just uber or walk most of the time yeah walk yeah wave. we're definitely a walking city oh yeah so Ava I wanted to ask you since you're also a freshman in college and I know I've talked about a nice little roller coaster of a ride at Berkeley I want to ask you how you have transitioned into Tulane? Did you come from a big, like one of those 6A schools where you had uh, thousands of kids or was it a smaller school and just kind of the culture at Tulane and how you feel about it? Well, so my high school was, you know, a couple thousand people. So it's kind of, it's like, it's, you know, the high school version of Tulane in the sense that it's like, it's a larger school, but it's not like huge. Um, And like, I knew a lot of my teachers, but like, you also had to kind of make an effort. It's that, it's that medium size. Um, and going into Tulane, only about like three or four kids from each uh, year at my high school go to Tulane. Um, so I only knew about like three people from my high school who were going. Um, and one of them was like a spring scholar. So he wouldn't even be there until, you know, the next semester. Um, but Facebook groups are a big thing. 
Um, and so I was like really into the admitted students like Facebook group. Um, and I would just like, I don't know, there was like a group chat that started for like all the honors kids because I was also admitted as like an honors student. Um, and so I joined that group chat and I made a ton of friends from that group chat. And that's how I met both my roommates. Um, and so then I just kind of felt like I had like at least some people that like I was I was familiar and comfortable with that like I could trust. Um, and I think that that was like massively important for me transitioning into Tulane because if I hadn't had that, like I wouldn't have known anybody um, even in my entire like dormitory building. But I ended up being like best friends with my two roommates. They're still like two of my best friends. One of them I'm living with again next year. Um, and a guy that I met from that same like group me, um, he was like living on my floor uh and so we ended up becoming best friends he's still like my best guy friend to this day so shout out to Nick and Eliza but um yeah and so like it kind of just gave me like a safety net you know of like okay well these are people that like if I don't click with anyone within like orientation week then I have like these people that I know like understand me and respect me and you know all that stuff all that stuff that's important for friendships very much so. Yeah, we love yeah. our Facebook group moment. I can't list <laughs> oh, the amount of Facebook groups I'm in, like the one where we pretend to be aunts. Uh, <laughs> I didn't yeah. I'm seeing your comments on that group. <laughs> I comment. The one where we pretend to be boomers, the one where we pretend to be middle schoolers. Uh, Berkeley has an overheard group chat, or not group chat, Facebook group, where it's kind of, we're a small school, so we have about 6,000 students. And so, like, pretty much a large majority of us are in there, and alumni and such, and even some faculty, but we changed the name like when I first got there it was overheard at Epstein didn't kill himself then it became overheard or overheard at Berkeley College of Online overheard and now it's overheard at a group where we pretend to be musicians in a musician school which I just think is hilarious <laughs> but I'm glad Facebook groups are arising and I, I do think it's a good way to try and communicate with people I love that I don't there definitely were like three snapchat groups that I was in um, for Berkeley, but it was just, it was, you know, it was harder to connect with people, I guess, in a certain way. I think a lot of the time people got to know me just because I am very vocal on social media. If you follow me, I am very much myself on Snapchat and on Instagram, maybe to too much of an extent. No, we love to no. see it. We love to see it. Yeah. But I have like people come up and be like, I love your, when they first meet me, they're like, oh, like I follow you on Instagram. Like, I love your Instagram. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm so <laughs> but a lot of times like I don't know if you remember when I so I drove cross-country from Texas to Boston which is about a three-day trip so that gave me enough time to go insane so I was documenting that <laughs> on my snapchat and that's how a lot of Berkeley people first got to know me and then I kind of became that bitch who was vlogging around campus so it, it, it was a very different dynamic especially being at a small school but I, I love that very much tender Brant do you want to talk about what it's like being at UT and like making friends at a, a big school and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, no, for me, I, we also have a lot of those, um, uh, you know, Facebook groups and stuff like that. I think for us, uh, a lot of them have kind of grown to the point where there's thousands of people in them and it's kind of hard to make friends through it. But I think for me, uh, the most important thing for me making friends has been the orgs that I've joined on campus. Um, and I think it's a really good way to, you know, meet people with specific interests that, you know, 
you know, you'll get along with. And then you, you also get to do a bunch of cool stuff with them as well. So yeah, it's been really good. I will actually like retweet that. Like that's actually yeah. mega true. Cause like I met so many people. I joined the school's newspaper within like the first month of getting to Tulane. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah. Like I love the hullabaloo. Like, um, yeah. and you meet just like a ton of like cool people who, you know, are like-minded and share the same interests as you. And it's actually super important, I think, especially yeah. for that transition, that initial transition. That's awesome. Yeah, and you joined a sorority as well, right? Yes, I am in Casa Alpha Theta at Tulane University. Um, there we go, throw it, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, and I think, so I have a lot of thoughts on Greek life as like an institution um, and specifically about like Greek life at Tulane. Um, but like for me, I thought that Greek life at my school was basically just like a way to meet other like awesome women. And we have Spring Rush. Um, so it's kind of different. Like, it's not like your sorority sisters, like become your only friends. Like I had my own friend group that I established fall semester and then spring semester, it was kind of just like, okay, like, let me meet like more people. Like, let me branch out. Let me have like my, my network of, of sisters. Um, <laughs> but also like, you kind of like, you know, what sororities are going to, you know, be for you and what sororities aren't. And I have some friends who went through the entire recruitment process. And then on bid day, they were like, oh no, I actually, I hate this. This isn't for me. And they dropped. And that's so valid because, you know, Greek life is for a very specific person. Um, and if you aren't like, you know, into that, then like, that's okay. And you don't have to be part of it. And especially at Tulane, like you can still be very much a part of the social scene without being in Greek life, which is something that I really appreciate. Like one of my roommates is in a different sorority. Um, and then my sweet mate for next year is also in a different sorority, but my roommate for last year was like not in Greek life and she was still just as involved in the social scene, you know? So it's, it's just a good time, you know, it's, it's a, yeah. it's an add on. It's a perk. Yeah, no, it's definitely the same way here. I'm not in a fraternity or anything, but we have the same kind of deal where uh, it's a, Greek life has a very big presence at UT, but it's very easy to uh, to do other stuff as well. And we also have spirit groups, which are kind of like a um, less committed version of uh, Greek life. So it's it's that's another interesting thing that UT has. What does Berkeley have? We have nothing. Oh. <laughs> I think. Well, honestly, the more I think about it, I feel like it's definitely because I've talked about how much I struggled with the transition to going to Berkeley. Um, and I, like, in no way do I want this to come off sounding like hoity-toity, like I'm so popular or anything, but mm -hmm. I never really struggled making friends in high school. Um, but it was, it was fucking hard going to college, um, not even get a cab. Yeah. And I think part of it is because I lived off campus um, immediately, so I never was in the dorms, but that was also because, well, one, Berkeley waitlisted me on the dorm because we're just over capacity because we we're our campus is literally in the city, so we don't have a campus. We're just buildings stretched out in the middle of like Back Bay, which is uh, to put in perspective, Back Bay is like the equivalent of Manhattan in the sectors of New York. So it's very, very city, you know, you're living in it. And so I think part of it was my own fault for not getting involved in really any groups or organizations. But at the same time, I, I am aware that I feel like I was maybe kind of a cynic sometimes or I grew to be even more of a cynic um when it comes to the culture at Berkeley because it really feels very um 
business-like transactional at times where people will reach out to me if they need something because in the beginning I was trying to put myself out there and I was DMing people and I was texting people in these groups and I was like hey do you want to hang out or whatnot or do you want to come over and like all my cookies are like we'll hang out and stuff and I just got uh, blown over like one too many times it was three times yeah. but <laughs> and so I think that really just um it made me very sad and it really disheartened me for Berkeley for a while and because I was very aware of we have such a prevalent hustle culture <laughs> which I made a whole video about <laughs> um because it's very much Berkeley is a beautiful place because it, it drives you to be such a great musician and it wants they want you to you know, put yourself out there and create all these beautiful things, but it comes a line of, are you creating to be fulfilled? Or are you creating just to put content out there and try to make it big? And something that they say at Berkeley is your net worth is your network. And I understand what they mean, but at the same time, you have to preface when you say that because it becomes kind of a situation where it feels like you're saying that I'm going to make these relationships. I'm going to communicate with people because I'm trying to build my network, not because I want to make genuine friends and be a good person. And that's what it kind of came off like to me. And so that really made me very sad for a very long time. Uh, but we're good now. We're doing. Um, <laughs> Berkeley doesn't have Greek life or anything like that. There's definitely like groups and whatnot, um, which to be honest, I'm not very much aware of besides of our radio station, which looks really cool. And then there's like, I think there's an Asian American group. Uh, but I kind of sit on that line where I don't feel like I'm Asian enough to hang out with Asians. I'm not white. <laughs> but I'm I'm in the most demeaning way I'm very whitewashed <laughs> yeah. that's a whole nother episode but <laughs> Berkeley is great uh but to a certain extent people will tell you they'll be like I want to be the next Charlie Puth and then they'll shave half their eyebrow and you're kind of just like well I just want to be I just asked you how you're doing <laughs> yeah. how are you doing in arranging um so it's very different it's a very different culture and I could go on and on about it, but sometimes I do wish I went to a bigger school just because uh, that's why I, it, I was so set on NYU, and I've talked about this in other episodes. Uh, Ava and I both wanted to go to NYU for a long time, and I think that's why we started talking again uh, to a certain point, because we were like, oh my gosh, yes, violence, yes. purple or whatever. Oh my god. <laughs> and uh, I was so set, <laughs> and it was such a pipe dream to me for such a long time. And then the fact that that was one of the only schools where I moved past pre-screenings, I was like, wow, I, it gave me hope in myself. And then I got waitlisted. That's okay. Because I love Berkeley. Uh, but <laughs> I wanted to go there not only because it had such an esteemed music ed program, but also because I would be around people who aren't just music. And I yeah. feel like be being around people who are musicians is awesome. And you meet so many incredible people. And I, I realized that sometimes it comes off like I'm being such a cynic towards Berkeley. But then I had this epiphany when I was walking down the Charles River the other night that the reason why I feel like I'm so critical is it, it's my own fault. It's because I'm so scared of a, the person Berkeley might turn me into or that I become someone who I don't want to be. Um, so, but being, yeah, it has its, it has its ups and downs, definitely. And I feel like next year I'm definitely going to make more of an effort to be involved in fine groups and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, that's a, that's a little rundown on Berkeley and my recent thoughts. So we no, but talking about hustle culture, man, uh, coming from, so I did, when we talk about how I used to be like super into NYU, um, for starters, my mom is from New York. So, uh, she, uh, kind of gave me that love of New York city and we still have family there. Um, and so I did a summer program 
um, going into my senior year of high school uh, for NYU, kind of like what we did for AMDA, but like an actual, you know, like conservatory <laughs> style, you know, yes, accredited, got college credit, like that stuff. And also was like treated like an actual adult who could make their own decisions um, and stuff like that. So, um, and like the people there are some of the most creative and inspiring people I think I've ever met in my life. Um, but also I definitely understand that kind of transactional environment where it feels like I only get closer to them when I promote their work or when I um, am like shouting them out and when I'm like hyping them up and all that stuff. Like that's, I, it feels like that's the only way to like really feel recognized and really feel like I'm still part of like their kind of friend group because a lot of them, you know, are now at NYU um, as undergrads or they're at USC as undergrads because I was also really like, I was kind of closer with like a lot of the film people, whether it be like film acting or like film directing people. Um, and so, yeah, they're all like at, you know, hardcore film schools and I'm not really in that. I'm at Tulane, which is a liberal arts school and I'm studying film there. Um, and so I kind of like, that that attitude of oh yeah like you're a friend when it benefits me you know mm -hmm. um I it, it's definitely there but it kind of it kind of begs the question of like these are also people that I really admire and respect their work and so like I, I love like hyping them up and stuff and of course you're going to want to be closer with the people that are gassing you up so is it like even is it that it's transactional or is it just like human nature that like you want to be closer friends with these people that are like um hyping up your work and that are doing like putting in the effort kind of to be your friend even if it is in kind of a very like shallow business networky way um it's still in the same way like it's just as much about like oh if i keep giving you presents you're gonna want to be my friend you know it's kind of that same idea but it feels different because of the environments that we're in and the culture that like our professors and stuff are creating. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. But. Oh, it does 100%. I think there's definitely a fine line between, um, you know, cause I, I've always believed that the best gift you can give a friend is just your support in every form mm -hmm. and I never like want to come off like, I don't want to support these artists for what they're doing, but at the same time- Oh no, Rachel, you're so to, supportive. <laughs> you have to reciprocate that in the sense of like, I feel like you want to be my friend or like you actually care, if that makes, you know, kind of just of it. It's just very, yeah. a lot to kind of maneuver around and think about. And I think part of it is maybe I am a lot in my head and a lot of us, because mm -hmm. we are musicians, so we're very self-evolved um, mm -hmm. being completely transparent. Sorry, did you want to say something, Brent? Oh, no, I was just thinking we, uh, Rachel and I have kind of gone across this with non-music people as well with kind of having people you know um, kind of leave you hanging for a while and then maybe they're going through something and you know maybe need some advice and then oh look I got a text from them and uh, I think that happens uh, quite often especially uh, with some of the uh, nicer people uh, in the world so um, and it kind of gets <laughs> taken advantage of so yeah very interesting it, it's a lot to, there's a lot to unpack here and yeah let me let me know your thoughts in a rating possibly <laughs> like 
please leave a rating in the podcast or DM me uh, because I love to hear what people think outside of uh, maybe the environments we're in and even if you're in high school and whatnot. Um, and in no way are we trying to sound like holier than thou or like <laughs> true people. Um, people are just mean to us, but I think everyone kind of faces this at one point or another, unless you're just the most confident person in the world, in which I envy you. But let's try to make something a little more fun. Let's talk about um, let's well, we can still talk about college things. So, is there a party scene at your school? Because at Berkeley, it's we have so many party colleges. <laughs> I can't count. I want to say like at least like twelve colleges in Boston, but it's trash. In my humble opinion, <laughs> the way it works in New England is it's so much effort, and I don't, in no way, I'm trying to sound like lame or anything. Sometimes I just don't want to do it because I have to get ready, I have to get on the T, the train, I have to go across town to Boston University. Boston University <laughs> has a high rate for bad things happening, but you go to the party and it's in this like weird frat house. Um, <laughs> the way it works in New England is we have basements. Uh, which aren't a thing in the south because you don't need boilers and so you go down these stairs these really steep stairs in this little shed and it's pitch black and you're going down the stairs and then all of a sudden you're downstairs with a bunch of people and there's like you're in a basement there are party lights hanging off of the pipes there's someone with a concoction of sorts in the corner and a Berkeley band playing in the other corner and you're like why are you here <laughs> so I wanted to know your thoughts also because we have like Harvard and MIT where they're known for being, you know, prestigious big brain schools, and they're all amazing thinkers, but you can't win them all, so the social scene is not... <laughs> not popping. Yeah, it's not that popping, so I want to know what y'all think about your areas, or what's going down. Um, well, Tulane is considered by some to be the number one party school in the country, <laughs> um, uh, mainly because we have Mardi Gras, which is five days of partying, like five continual days of non-stop 24-7 partying um but also I don't so yeah this is actually something that like with Greek life kind of goes hand in hand because Greek life opens like a lot of mixers and date parties and stuff like that which is like kind of bullshit it's unnecessary um I am I allowed to curse yes you've heard me cuss like three times okay um <laughs> I know but like just making sure oh, you're um, okay. um but yeah so uh yeah so we have like you know that kind of stuff but also like frat parties yeah it's not just so we still do have basement parties but those are usually like more like low-key things um and they're like oftentimes very sketchy until you like get in there and then you see like every single human being you know and you're like why are you all here right now um but yeah some of some of my personal highlights were um sae had a cowboy Christmas party um, in which they filled up their basement with packing peanuts. And so it was like, it was like snow everywhere. And you could like basically swim in the packing peanuts. They were disgusting. Don't get me wrong. But oh, like yeah. when you're, when you're drunk enough, then you kind of just are like in it, it and you're yeah. like, this is, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> um, or the Sig Kai paint party is kind of the same way because you wear all white and you just wear clothes that you plan on getting destroyed. And um, they throw paint everywhere and you get paint in your eyes and you get paint ev like everywhere. Um, and you're just like, this is amazing. <laughs> um, and yeah, 
and the unknown concoction we call it that at Tulane that it's that V-A-T um and it's disgusting but you drink it anyway and uh by the end of the night you're like where am I who am I completely disassociated from life um but yeah party culture is big basically you go out some people go out starting Tuesday but like most people start going out Wednesday and then they go out Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday and then it's like Sunday and Monday well so you you do homework before your classes and between your classes uh you kind of just figure it out also you go out like Saturday during the day because usually the weather's nice so you have like a darty um and like Sunday sometimes you still go out if the weather is good enough and you have darties again it's just it's really bad basically you're constantly drinking you're just constantly drinking it just never stops um, you're not an alcoholic until you graduate. You're just a college student. Um, that's like the, that we do not condone underage drinking. On but we robotics. don't condone underage drinking. That's but very true. To be honest, y'all, like it's college life. Personally, be yeah. Because I am a, I'm, I'm a perfect. I'm so, <laughs> uh, but I, I just am genuinely too lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, I'm, I'm in the same boat. Um, we have the frat parties and all that, um, but I'm I'm more of a I'll just have a little kickback with a few friends and uh, you know hang out. Uh, yeah, just just hang out. Just on the down. <laughs> play, play some board games. Uh, <laughs> read some books. Get some pandemic uh, in there. Exactly. The house on the hill. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So, so. analyze what's going on. Analyze some movies. Unpack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but see, I, and that's the thing is that I feel like party culture almost at like any school, you don't have to be part of it in order to feel yeah. like included in the social scene. You know, yeah. I don't know, and that's that's kind of also where my conflict with Greek life comes in is that I feel like especially with fraternities, if you're in a fraternity and you don't like partying every weekend, that you're kind of like you know, looked down upon um, and cast out. Um, and like, I don't think that that's like, okay, uh, in any way. And I think that everybody should be allowed to do what they do responsibly. Don't drink too much, drink water, check on your friends, all that fun stuff. It's mega important, especially if you're partying a lot. I see yeah, you, girl. Drink a bottle of water before you go to bed. <laughs> True. Smart. All right, I have one final question for the two of you. You can both each uh, okay. answer individually, but something I ask all my guests, and that is, what is your dream? Whether it be your you know, dream that it's so hard to reach or something you just want to accomplish in your life, your dream job, uh, something that you want to do and eventually like skydiving, something crazy. I just want to know what your dream is, your ultimate dream. So let's hear it. Well, <laughs> I'll go first. Um, yeah. <laughs> My dream, I've always kind of had this idea that I want to, you know, like start a little company with some friends and uh, work with friends and try and make a difference somewhere, whether that's uh, in the world or in, in my own pockets, uh, you know, uh, just trying to trying to do something. So I, I think working with friends is my ultimate dream because I think uh, I have a lot of really talented friends and bringing them together would be a lot of fun. And I think we could uh, pull off some cool stuff. So. That's yeah. so tender. I love that. That's and get your tender. Tesla eventually. Hmm? And get your Tesla eventually. Yeah, that's gonna be my first car. I'm telling you, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm I'm roll out of my my first job with the Tesla. Shout out to Elon. Heard here first. <laughs> well, actually, 
I don't know how I feel about Elon Musk right now. Um, I, uh, yeah, true. True. Oh my God, it's such a loaded question. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm a mega big film person. Um, so I could say something with that. But like, honestly, my dream is just to be happy and be living somewhere on the West Coast, um, whether it be Seattle or San Diego. I don't really care. Just somewhere on the West Coast, um, be settled down. Uh, like, honestly, I just kind of want like a family and happiness and to feel like stable and secure at where I am in life. Even if that means that I'm like working as a script supervisor for my entire life for like low budget TV shows, like that's okay. Um, just pursuing something in entertainment where I feel like I'm making an impact in that industry. And then also like having my own personal fulfillment with family life. Uh, that's kind of, that's kind of the dream for me. I don't know. It sounds so like simple and stupid, but yeah. No, no not at all. Never invalidate your dreams. Your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Is there anything else you guys like to mention? Plug, plug your Instagrams, plug your, I don't know if y'all are releasing music, all that good stuff. <laughs> Any last words? Um, follow me on Instagram at Ava Lemos. Ava Lemos. Follow me on TikTok, Ava, A-V-E dot U-G-H. I'm starting to pop off on there, maybe. Nice, (laughs) nice, nice. Follow me on Instagram, Brand Swanson. That's it. Amazing. I am so happy to have introduced you to today live on the pod and I'm so grateful for the both of you and your friendship because it just means the world to me and I'm so proud of y'all because I know you're gonna go and do big things and I know your dreams will be accomplished but yes enough of that mushy gushy stuff thank you guys for listening to Rachel Profiling be sure to leave us a review please because it helps other people find the podcast and let me know your thoughts all right I'm gonna create a little outro song do y'all want to help me set a beat set a set a tone a mood um what? yeah <laughs> what, what do i do i just i just uh i always do something a little different lately i've just been singing the lick or the that part of the <laughs> nausea song but we're just gonna do a little outro song for them okay you start yeah. <laughs> thank you for listening to rachel profiling yeah all right that's it. thanks for listening yeah. <laughs> bye, bye.